We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, CFB Nation All-America podcast. My name is Bill Troche, a senior editor here at SportingNews.com, joined by National College football writer Bill Bender from SportingNews.com. And uh, I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, where the defending national champs will be in action in a big game on Saturday, hosting or not uh, neutral site game, I guess, technically, at uh, the Falcon Stadium, uh, hosting uh, Oregon. And Bill, coming to you from Outside of Columbus, Ohio, the true center stage of week one college football with Notre Dame visiting Ohio State at the Horseshoe on Saturday night. Week zero is behind us, Bill. Did you get enough of an appetizer before the football feast of this weekend? Yeah, it was a good seven games last weekend. Obviously, right off the go, we get a Nebraska loss, and I know we're going to get into that. But it's week one. It's exciting. It's um. You know, obviously we're in the, right, in the heart of it. A lot of anticipation about Ohio State Notre Dame here, which I mean I'm excited too. I mean it brings up memories from when I was in high school. Um, we'll get into some of that as well. So, yeah, and I'm not wearing dress shirts to this show anymore. I don't wear dress shirts in my house. I I don't know why anybody. I don't know why I would do that. So I'm gonna go a little more casual, so I'm more comfortable, and hopefully, hopefully I don't sweat too much because uh, we'll see how we get into this. No dress code here at CFB Nation, Bill. No dress code. You're in good shape. Uh, so yeah. let's start with a little uh, news and notes. Then we'll go over uh, a few stories you did this this week. Great stories on, on SportingNews.com. Then we'll talk a little bit about uh, how things went last week with our with our confidence uh, contest. Uh, make some picks for this week and close it out with some trochi trivia. See how Mr. Bender does this week. Uh, news and notes. Let's start with Michigan. In the quarterback situation, you know Michigan as well as any other program. Uh, he's uh, Jim Harbaugh has decided to take uh, to start Cade McNamara week one, JJ McCarthy week two. He said that they were both probably play in both games. Bill, what is he doing? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, he obviously people are going to get caught up in the press conference and the biblical references and the Solomon and all those things. And, and Jim Harbaugh does that. I mean, he is quirky. He's eccentric. People get lost in that. I think what it really comes down to is this is a tough decision because it's not 15 years ago where, you know, you sit a guy and they sit for the season, then they transfer it. JJ McCarthy could have transferred before the season. And then the heat becomes, okay, you got rid of your five-star quarterback and all the pressures on Cade. It is a unique situation. This is different than Alabama because Tua had a national championship. It's different than Georgia because had Georgia not won a national championship, I think Kirby would still be taking heat about Justin Fields. So it's somewhere in between that. It's definitely eccentric. It's definitely different, but they really have a month, in my opinion, to figure it out. I think they're going to be four and zero when they go to Iowa on November or October first, place where they have trouble winning. And if they have the guy in mind by then, I think they'll be good. So Harbaugh, though, he's just he's such a competition guy. He's such a life is black and white. There's winners and losers. There's no participation trophies type of guy. And he had a competition, but it's like he's almost scared to declare a winner. Well, you, some of that locker room dynamics, though, I would imagine. I mean, Cade, you got to think of it this way. With Cade McNamara, if if this were the college football video game that, that people are clamoring for to come back, McCarthy would be the starter. He's the kid with the cannon arm, the, the freakish tools, a little bit of wiggle, played in the fourth quarter of the Georgia game. But there's a locker room. And, and Cade McNamara, he presented himself well at Big Ten Media Days. He's obviously a team leader. And he's one of three quarterbacks to beat Ohio State in the 21st century. The other two are Tom Brady and Denard Robinson. Those are program icons. So I understand it from that standpoint. And I think the, the tough part for Harbaugh is the intangibles are very Harbaugh-like with McNamara. And some of the physical tools are Harbaugh-like with, with McCarthy. So he's like, I mean, remember, like of all the FBS coaches out there, Jim Harbaugh was the best quarterback of all of them. There's not a better quarterback in the FBS if they had a quarterback competition than Jim Harbaugh. But one of the criticisms of his tenure has been the ability to dra- or develop a quarterback. And I still think J.J. McCarthy is that guy as far as who could be a potential first-round NFL pick. It's an interesting start to the schedule. Uh, they're not going to be tested very much. Uh, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. 
quick note, those three teams are the only three teams to lose to Vanderbilt over the last two years. Schedule quirk there. Uh, Clark Lee, 3-0 against those teams. I think Jim Harbaugh should be 3-0 this year against them as well. Um, let's talk about another quarterback situation. LSU, Brian Kelly, keeping it a secret. He, he says he's, he's made his decision, but he's trying to get a competitive advantage Sunday night in the Superdome against Florida State. Florida State already played. They already have a game on tape. And Kelly said uh, that's, that's an advantage for Florida State. He's trying to give his team an advantage by – keeping his quarterback a secret. Is that going to give him an advantage? That sounded like schematic advantage, the the quote that got Charlie Weiss in trouble back in the day. And and Brian Kelly waited till he went to LSU to bust that one out. I, I think it's going to be Jaden Daniels, but I think both could play. Um, I don't know that that gives them a tactical advantage against Florida State other than Mike Norvell can pop in some Jaden Daniels film from, from Arizona State. Um, the bigger concern for me is, Florida State looked pretty good. You know, they they ran the ball well. I know they're playing Duquesne, but that line short. I think it's going to be a fun game, one of the closer games of the weekend. And, you know, it's kind of like Harbaugh. Brian Kelly just elicits a reaction. And I think a lot of the national media is itching to blow this move up. You know, I've, I've talked all offseason about Brian Kelly and the fake Southern accent and the videos and everything about leaving Notre Dame. And some people think this is going to be a tremendous failure. Others like me say well, he won a lot of games. He'll be all right down there. And I think this is that first itching for the hot take reaction. And it starts with the quarterback. So if the quarterbacks don't play well, the tactical advantage quote is going to come back to bite him. Yeah. I think, um, you know, Kelly's used multiple quarterbacks throughout his tenure, all the way back to Cincinnati. He had a lot of success. Uh, you know, through in, I think it was mostly injuries. He had to go to the second string, third string at Cincinnati, and they didn't miss a beat. Uh, Notre Dame, he rotated quarterbacks here and there. Um, so it's funny that, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think both will play, and I don't think, you know, it, I'm really curious to see Jaden Daniels if he can start to play like a freshman, like he did his freshman year, or if he plays last year's freshman year, he had 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. Last year, I think it was 10 and 10. Arizona State under underachieved last year for sure. Uh, a lot of stuff going on off the field for them. So we'll see if Jaden Daniels can kind of get himself straightened out, uh, win the job, first of all, and then if he can get himself straightened out if he does win the job under Brian Kelly at LSU. Um, let's touch on Nebraska, everybody's favorite topic. I'm sitting here, and I'm watching the game, and I'm enjoying the game here in Atlanta. Halftime, Fox pulls the game, as a lot of people mentioned on Twitter, in favor of Falcons' preseason game. And not only that, we got an extra half hour taken away for the Falcons' pregame preseason game show on Fox 5 here in Atlanta. So I didn't see the second half, okay? Everybody was talking about how terrible that onside kick call was. I don't have a feel for the game, but I'll tell you what. I looked this up. Uh, Casey Thompson, 19 for 29, 298 yards and a touchdown before the onside kick, 6 for 13, 57 yards and two interceptions after the onside kick. One shouldn't have much to do with the other, but holy mackerel, did he go into a hole. Can you tell me what I missed in that second half? Well, the onside kick was the the turning point, obviously. Um, from there, North 
Western just bullied them. They they took it down. They scored on on the ground, and then they took it down and scored again. And Nebraska literally went on tilt. It was weird to watch because in the first half, Northwestern answered every play. Uh, there was a controversial fumble in the first half with uh, Casey Thompson threw a pass, and he looked good at times and uneven at times. And they threw a couple interceptions and. Nebraska fans know the rest of the movie. It was a one-score loss that continues to bite the program. Now you're wondering, okay, how hot is Scott Frost's seat? He goes out in the press conference after, says he's not going to give up, and then throws some shade at the offensive staff. So already one game into the season, at least the perception is that this Mark Whipple-Frost dynamic took its first blow, but it really comes down to that onside kick. It, it turned everything in Northwestern's favor, the the Wildcats hung in there. I don't know how good they are, honestly. I, I know they're pretty good up front. It looked like they could they could move Nebraska around a little bit, but it, it's just another chapter of that weird Big Ten West. Holinsky looked a lot better uh, at quarterback yeah. for Northwestern. There's no doubt about that. Uh, maybe the year experience helped him, but he, you know, at least in the first half, from what I saw, and then of course he led, led the two second half drives to, to win the game. Frost buyout drops, I'm sure you've read, from 15 to 7.5 million. Drops by half on October 1st. Uh, they have got North Dakota this weekend. They've got Georgia Southern September 10th. Those are not game-saving uh, opponents. They have got Oklahoma on September 17th. Should they lose to Oklahoma, it sets up an awkward two weeks because they have an open date, and then they have October 1st, they play Indiana. That's the day the buyout drops. Um, what do you think? Do you think Frost will survive October? Yeah, I he'll get to mid-October at least. I, I think they'll be 4-2 and two when they play Purdue. I would say that's a game that I would circle as – it's at Purdue. They've had some really bad games against Purdue since he got there. Um, you know, if you're thinking at it, about it from a Nebraska standpoint, like, uh, again, I'm circling back to Saturday real quick. Northwestern bullied Nebraska. And that that just can't sit well with that program. This was a program, uh, we've said it a million times, that you grew up with. Imagine Northwestern playing Nebraska in 1997 what that would or 1994 Northwestern was pretty good in 94 95 but point being they would have gotten just buried in the ground so for Nebraska to get run over like that it's got to hurt and then Purdue will do it the other way they'll throw all over the place against them so I think that's one to watch and then November's brutal it is brutal it's so so at that point okay they lose to Purdue they could be four and three and maybe they beat Illinois they lost to them last year. And then November is Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, all programs that, again, may just bury Nebraska with the running game. And, uh, you know, if you're looking at five and seven at that point, I'm sure there'll be a lot of speculation about Frost. Will Whipple be the interim coach if they fire him? Who, Where do they go to look, which we've written about before? And it, it could get ugly. But that that was a bad tone setter for the Huskers, no doubt. Yeah, he tried to walk back his offensive coordinator or offensive staff quotes today, but uh, I think the damage was done right after the game in Dublin. 
Um, let's switch gears a little bit. You have a story on sportingnews.com today, or I guess today's Tuesday. This is published. This podcast is published on Wednesdays, but uh, you, you you talk to a lot of people about a guy no one really knows about uh, or, or hasn't at least seen in person or on TV uh, yet. That's Washington State quarterback Cameron Ward, transfer from Immaculate Ward. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you learned with all the people that you talked about, that you talked to uh, about this uh, this quarterback that really, you know, in his words, has his eyes on the NFL. Yeah, you know, I like looking for Heisman dark horses. And in this, you know, six, seven years ago, this was a little bit easier or harder to do. But now, you know, the thing that stood out with Cameron Ward, he comes over from Incarnate Ward. You're going to hear like the the same three or four stories about him. Okay, he was a wing T quarterback in high school. He went to Incarnate Ward, an FCS school in San Antonio, and just lit it up in, in uh, a variation of the air raid. And now a kid that didn't have a star rating – was like one of the most prized transfer quarterbacks after how he performed in the FCS. And he goes to Washington state with Jake Dickert and coach Dickert pulled out a comparison that I think every quarterback is going to get this. It's kind of like the new label. And he said, you know, I was around Josh Allen and it feels like this. So every quarterback that comes from the group of five is going to get like that next Josh Allen label, which to be fair for me, when Josh Allen was in college, I, probably misread that a little bit i was like oh, yeah he has a cannon arm but they're playing mountain west teams so what what am i doing um and, and you know got to talk to ryan leaf about him and, and if anybody knows about bringing the washington state program up it's leaf in 97 fantastic year and uh he was he's been calling their games and he likes the arm talent ward is going to get your attention with his arm talent his angles that's what kids do now they throw from every angle and They've got an opportunity. They're going to beat Idaho this week, but in week two against Wisconsin, he could be the trending quarterback if he goes up to Camp Randall and makes some plays, which is entirely possible. That's going to be really fun, really fun game to see him in person for the first time. Um, yeah, he won the Jerry Rice Award. for the. Uh, that's basically the Heisman Trophy, right, for the FCS right. level as a freshman. Uh, really elevated that program, and uh, he's looking to do the same at Washington State. And he's confident with his uh, with his offensive coordinator in tow, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, like you said, this week uh, an appetizer Wisconsin game that that's a must see uh, for a possible guy who could uh, work his way into the NFL draft, uh, seemingly out of nowhere uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, another guy you profiled. That we will publish, I think Friday. Uh, this is a guy is a little more well known after catching uh, 347 yards worth of passes in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You talked to him. You talked to a lot of people around him. What did you learn about him, and uh, what do you think this season holds for him? Well, it's so weird with with him because Ohio State and everybody knows this has built this incredible receiving room. And when Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave would talk last year, they would talk about Jackson Smith and Jigba. And you're thinking, dude, how? And then you'd watch him play. And as the season went on, you're like, well, those guys know what they're talking about. I mean, he's a tremendous talent. Um, route running off the charts, gets separation. Uh, Desmond Howard told me something today that was really interesting. He said 
and think about this as you as if you're running down the, the right sideline. He said he can track the ball so as he would be catching it over his right shoulder instead of his left shoulder. And and if you do like the the mechanics of that, and you start to think about it, you'd be like, yeah, that's impossible to do. Um, and he he's really good, and he's part of this room. So when I was at availability last week, you think, okay, yeah, he he's the man. They also have Marvin Harrison, who's Marvin Harrison Jr., who's six four, and they have a Mecca Buka, and they have Julian Fleming, and they have this potential for for an all-time receiving room that just lost Olave and Wilson, who, for those that read Sporting News Fantasy material, those are a couple sleepers this year. So it, it really is incredible, and I think he's going to have a monster season. His brother plays for the Pirates. He talked to us as well, and it's it was a fun story to put together. Yeah, you had some good stories about you know when they were young and and and, and competing with some stuff in the, in the neighborhood and what have you. Um, what uh, what was I going to say here? The um, uh, the the fact that you know he was essentially the third best receiver last year, maybe with uh, Olave and Wilson, and 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 they sit out the Rose Bowl. And his first job, his first opportunity as his number one, he puts up 347 yards. So uh, he's no longer a secret. No, and the other thing is, I we we in this business, as you know, we make NFL comparisons. You know, this guy reminds me of this guy. This guy reminds me of this guy. I I was sitting with uh, Nick Baumgartner at the Athletic at the Michigan game last year, and we were just chatting and um. We couldn't come up with one with him, but we just agreed. I mean, that dude is special. He's a great route runner. I, I think he's going to be a hit at the the next level. I think he's going to have a run at the Heisman Trophy. I like that the confidence of somebody that didn't bat an eye when they were like, "Could you get two thousand yards this year?" And he was just like, "Yeah, that's something I've thought about," and and not in a cocky like jerk way. He he had over two thousand yards his senior year of high school, so. I mean, pretty incredible talent. Can't wait to see what he does this weekend. Um, and, and hopefully people click on that. It was a lot of fun to put together. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.